What's up, guys and gals? It's your boy Rick here with another podcast. Before we get started, I just want to ask you guys a huge favor. If at any point you feel like you're gaining value from the podcast, the only thing I ask is just to pay it forward. Share it with a friend. Share it with somebody who you think could benefit from this as well. So, without further ado, let's get into it. We're going to roll the music. And, oh, actually, before I forget... Moving forward, um, the, it may come out a little explicit. I do say the F word, and it's just an expressive way of me being myself. So, just get over it. It's just a word. What attachment you have to it, that's on you. My attachment is just a form of emphasis, because I'm very passionate about a lot of things that I do. And when I talk about something and I rant on something, you better damn believe that I get pumped and hyped on it. So, if you don't like the F word, that's fine. Just skip over it. But, let's roll the freaking music! Many men wish death upon me Blood in my eye, dog, and I can't see I'm trying to be what I'm destined to be And trying to take my life away I put up with me, my back on the wall, now you gon' see, better watch how you talk when you talk about me, cause I'm coming for way many men, many, 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 many men, wish death on me. Alright guys, welcome back to the No Soliciting Experience, I am so fucking pumped for this, um, excuse my language, I'm gonna say the F word, it's just my expressive way of talking, so, Mo, Fala, my man, the man, the myth, the legend. Thank you for coming back on. Dude, what a freaking year it's been. Round two, baby. We're Round two. We're going bro. at it, man. Thanks, thanks, for, thanks for having me back on. I remember when we did our first one, you were like, dude, I remember you said, you're like, dude, like, I know you're going to do something and I can't wait to have you back on after you do it. And like, hell yeah. And, and we're here. I mean, you saw it. You saw it from the very beginning before we were even anything like, you know, yeah. We, so small and uh you just saw the way that we worked as a very small unit and you were just like dude like i've never seen anything like that and we had like freaking like maybe like seven people eight people and you're like i've never yeah. seen like before. and you're like i you're like i want to have you on now and i want to have you on after you do something big and you know we, we did we did something that like is like you know i feel like it's only like i feel like you know we are like a top one percent company but i really feel like we're only one percent of where we're gonna go so like you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm pumped to be back on this show with you. Um, now having like a whole new plethora of experience and information under my belt. And I can't wait to deliver, man. Dude, I think plethora is an understatement, bro. Cause you're absolutely right, dude. There was, it was me, you, Caleb, Mr. Donnie, Donnie, Josh, Josh. Um, that's it, bro. Shit, yeah. Without me, it was six of you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Holy crap! So, guys, in in the time since the last since the last podcast back in April, dude, you guys won the recognition for the door to door experts for the most improved company. You guys have grown in six people. What? Two, we have like, three, four. We have, we, have, we have over sixty now. So you guys have 10x to where you guys were at where where you guys were at a little under a year ago. And just to paint the picture 
from the time of that podcast in April to the end of the year, how much revenue did you guys? Um, so, so it was, it, we did, uh, it was just a touch. It was $7,000 short of uh, 28 and a half million. So I just like to call it 28 and a half million. 28 and a half million in the middle of a pandemic in California where everything was literally excess lockdown. Holy shit. Yeah, man. We, when we met, when we met, we were at, uh, when we met, when we shot that, we were only at like, we were only at like 3 million, I think. Uh, we were only at like 3 million and then we did like 25, 25 and a little 25 and some change in uh, about like eight months. Holy shit. Yeah. It was a, it was, it was a, it was a whirlwind. I'll say. Dude, how do you, okay. As, as a business owner, Right. And we, we talked about this and um, I hope you can reshare it. How do you go from a little under 3 million to 28 and a half? Um, there's so it's, it's, I mean, it really, it really boils down to a few things. Like, so obviously, you know, when you, uh, let me, let me mute this cause I got do not, I got to do not disturb. So do not disturb. Okay. I turned on do not disturb. So it really, I think it really boils down to a few things. First of all, like you have to make the decision that you're going to do it. Like I, when we started, when we started Simple Solar uh, in January of 19, um, we indicated we're going to do 25 million in sales. And we just, we did the math, you know, based on average system size, it'd take approximately 800 sales um, in order to do it. So it was like, you know, how do we do 800? In January, we did 17. How do we go from 17 in the month of January to doing 800? It's like, all right, like we just have to make the decision, like we're going to do it and whatever means possible, we're going to go ahead and do it. We realized with, you know, the four people that we had at the beginning, uh, we couldn't do that with four people. It's just like, it just doesn't, it, it doesn't make sense. I mean, unless we have four freaking Michael Donalds and uh, those are, those are pretty, those are pretty tough to come by. Uh, so, so unless we have four of those and you can do it, but um, we, we, we realized like, you know, with individuals and, direct sales is each individual is just addition to a company. But when you start on bringing on individuals and those individuals start bringing on individuals, it just becomes multiplication. So we couldn't add our way up to 800, uh, 800 sales. We had to multiply our way up. And so what it really consisted of is one, I'd say, as the individuals in the company, when you're looking to scale and you're looking to grow and bring people on, you have to do the work yourself first. Like you have to be able to do the work yourself first. You can't preach. You can't preach trying to tell somebody to come and do something. If you yourself aren't doing it, you have to show somebody the way, like you can't be telling somebody, Oh, this is what you do, but then you don't do it yourself. Like myself as the CEO of the company and growing it, uh, I'm still out in the field and I'm selling alongside my team. I'm putting up numbers alongside my team. I'm not, you know, just sitting back here and, and just collecting money, not doing it. Like I'm with my team out there working and grinding. And uh, what it took was, what it took was as we started to build, it was um, myself along with everyone show them, Hey, this is the way that you do it. This is the way that you grow. Once you do it uh, you then have to just be able to tell people, this is the vision. Like, this is what we're going for. This is what we have. This is what we previously accomplished. Like as long as you follow the systems that we do and we have in place, if you come and join Simple Solar, like we're not going to let you fail. We will not let you fail if you join our organization because our responsibility then becomes making that person succeed. And as you take on like the role of a manager, your responsibility is not to yourself anymore. Your responsibility is to your people. And when you recruit somebody, you now have added responsibility. And even if you bring a new sales rep into an organization, 
as soon as they recruit somebody, they now have to step and play at a much higher level to show them like, hey, this is this is how you do it. This is how you grow. And so, so how, how, how we did it, um, everybody worked, everybody had their eyes on the vision. Everybody knew that we wanted to hit 25 million. Everyone knew that we had to get 800, 800 sales to be able to do 25 million. Uh, we, we kept track of all of our stats month over month, seeing what we needed, who we needed to add. If we added a person, how many sales did that person have to bring in on the month on, in places where we slacked? And if, if we ever lost a person, how many people would we have to take to replace it? How much time does it take to train somebody to start producing, you know, four, five, six, seven, eight sales in a given month. And we just like, we're really, really calculated about the growth pattern and what we needed to do in order to hit those metrics. And um, it, it came, you know, it came near end of the year and uh, we took off December 10th. So from December 10th to January 18th, there was no work. Everybody, everybody soft. We said, hey, this is your break. This is, you know, you guys crushed it this year, six weeks, you know, you guys do whatever the hell you want to do. Everyone went back, visit their families, all that stuff. And then we, we got the numbers back. Um, after December 31st, I got the numbers back and it said 851 accounts. And I was like, holy crap. Like, like, did we really just actually do that? And, and we did. And it was like, that's like phenomenal. It's, it's, it was 28 and a half million. Uh, what it, what I really think it was, was just really, really being honed in and having everyone honed in on the vision. Um, understanding that like, this is a team sport. This is not an individual sport. And if you focus on the team, you're going to consistently do better. We had a lot of competitions throughout, throughout that time. And what we really had to get people bought in on is that the point of the competition is not that you can make a lot of money. The point is that you focus on the leaderboard. You focus on the stats. You focus on being number one in the leaderboard. Because if you focus on the money, then the, the stats never come. But if you focus on the stats, then the money will always come. You always got to focus on the stats. Always focus on trying to be number one at the leaderboard. If you're number one at the leaderboard, you're making a crap ton of money. And on top of that, like you just get to win. And like we like to win. We're all competitive. We are we, we have as one of our core values in our company is winning. And it's because winning is like, you know, we, we want to be, we want to be winners. We want to be winners in all areas of areas of our life, not just in simple solar, but, you know, with our families, with our relationships, with, you know, our spirituality or your connection to God with whatever it is, like, we just want to be winners in all areas. So, so winning is a core value and it's not just winning in competitions, it's winning in everything. So having those like core beliefs, like instilled within each other and the positive camaraderie, the culture, the teamwork, you know, vacations, trips, dinners, team events, trainings, being in turf together, being in hotels together, just bringing it all in together. It just, it was this cumulative desire and, and, and drive to want to be able to hit a massive goal. And, and we did it, you know, and, and now it's just like a new year and it's like, okay, cool. Now we got new goals that we have to hit. How do we do this? You know what I mean? Dude, I know exactly what you mean, bro. And dude, it is absolutely freaking wild. Like guys, I've, I, I follow few people closely in this industry, but Mo, you're just one of those people that just calls attention. Like what you're doing is absolutely insane. Um, you have, dude, literally, what fascinates me is the fact that you took on the extreme ownership. You had to get yourself right. And then you got your guys right, right? Like at the top of your leaders, you got Donnie, you got Caleb, you got Josh, you got freaking Mister up there too, dude. Like these are all freaking studs. And then the and then the guys that they have brought in, like I was able to like during during the retreat, like I I mingled with a lot of your guys, and dude, they were some of the dopest people I had ever met. 
it's dude it's absolutely insane like so i guess where people get hung up on is and i actually just talked about this on on my solo podcast the other day is i you're attracting the type of reps that you want you're not recruiting Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. you're 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 attracting people you're putting that out into the universe and you're attracting like-minded individuals that have that sense of winning mm-hmm. how do you how it's who you are yeah <laughs> it's, it's, who, it's who you are you know if you're if you're an individual like like people who are going out and like actively trying to recruit are like those are people like in 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 my mind and in, in, in my belief somebody who's just like consistently out there just trying to recruit 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 like i feel like that they don't like have enough value in themselves like maybe in their daily actions their habits whatever they do like that they're not attracting people so they have to actively like reach out and try and grab people we you know when it comes to when it comes to bringing people into our organization like we are we are very strict like we we get a lot of interviews we get a lot of people trying to be part of simple solar and and we turn down we turn down probably sixty to seventy percent of all applicants, if not if not closer to like seventy percent, um, just because we are super super protective of our culture. We we only want to be working with people that we would spend time with outside of work. Like we 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 want we want people we want to spend time we want to work with people that we like working with. We want to work with people that. You know, we'd invite them over to to a barbecue or invite them paintballing or invite them to the beach or a sports day or what like we only want people that we feel that we can connect with and vibe with. And and you know, a lot of those characteristics, a lot of those characteristics come with like competition, a lot of them come with, you know, desire, a lot of them come with sacrifice, a lot of them come with investment. Like, you know, we we really only want to be around people that follow the same, follow the same, you know, belief patterns that we do. And um I think I think like I think one of the biggest things is, is people on our team, like everybody on our team are just homies. Like we are, we're all just homies. Like we're just, we're friends. And almost everybody that's been in our company, like it didn't come from an Indeed ad or LinkedIn or, you know, anything like that. It literally came from personal recruits from everybody in our organization, because what happens is when you start winning and when you start making a ton of money and when you start becoming happier and when you leave your current situation and, you, you come into an environment where like, when you go back to your home, like I say, but like 85% of our people are from out of state. Um, when you come and join Simple Solar and you're surrounded by this environment that's totally new from everything you've ever experienced. And then you go back to your hometown for a week and you're the first day you're back in your hometown and you're like, holy crap. Like, this is like, I thought that it was normal what they were like, like being in my hometown. I thought it was normal. I thought that type of thinking was, no. Oh, and they, when, when, when you're planned to be there for a week and see your family and you're one day in and you're like, I just want to be back in California. I want to be back with my team. Environment is so key. And when you get surrounded by an, an environment of positivity, of just great culture, of happiness, of everybody winning, of everybody striving, of everybody, you know, doing cool stuff together, when you are in an environment like that, where it's literally nothing but just massive growth occurring, aside from the money, but in the personal development and the confidence in the in the community in bringing people on, like all that stuff, when you just are experienced and surrounded by positivity, positivity, and extreme growth, you find it very very difficult to go back to anything 
that isn't that. You, you, you get addicted to the environment. And the reason why you get addicted to the environment is because you get addicted to the growth that you're having in your own personal life. And, and when you start growing, you start to love what growing does for you. You start to love the way you feel. You wake up more confident. You wake up, you can breathe better. You can talk to people better. You're, you, you feel, you feel better. It's, it's spiritually like spiritually, you feel like you're relieved, like weights are off your shoulder as you continue to grow and become a better person. And it's really hard to go back to anything that's not like that. You'll, you're ne- you will never find that in a job, like a, like a salary job. You will never find that in an office environment. You'll never find that anywhere else except for direct sales and door-to-door sales. Like you will never, ever find that type of camaraderie, the type of growth, the personal development, and the ability to have the grit to continue. You'll never find that anywhere else. And people get introduced to D2D and they think that, D2D is like, you know, you're some scammer, you're going to sell vacuums or phone books or whatever it is. And then they, they get into an environment where everyone is just like massive hype, massive energy. Everyone's winning. Everyone's supportive. Everyone's pushing you. Everyone's trying to help you. Everyone's trying to help you succeed. People are going 10, 11 midnight training you, like doing role play, going over like sales presentations until like two o'clock in the morning. It's like, where the hell do you find this type of support? And it's like these people, the people who are supporting, they're not getting rewarded for it whatsoever. They just simply want to help you succeed. And when you're surrounded by something like that, it's like it's it's simple solar truly becomes a home for people. Like people feel that they're at home there. And then what we have to do on the back end and more of my responsibility in my role is making sure that their projects go through smoothly, making sure they get paid on time every single time, making sure that like their commissions are never off if anything's ever off like we go in and we figure it out to make sure it's corrected so that so that they get paid on time what they're supposed to be getting paid it's it's diligence on the back end to make sure that not only they're having fun but they're actually progressing their life in a positive direction so that they can not only like fix themselves in their current situations but that they can help their parents they can help their uncles sisters their children if they have children or set themselves up in a position to have children have a family get married buy their first home like we are looking at so many different facets of an individual when they come to the company because the truth is is when people most people they don't have direction most people they they finish high school they finish college and they don't know what to do. They don't know where to go. Nobody's ever taught them anything. No one's ever talked them about investments, taxes, real estate, stocks, you know, personal development. All, like nobody's ever taught them that. But then they join Simple Solar. And then we're like, aside from just the sales training and the business development and the personal development that you get, it's like we're, we're working on real estate. We're working on stocks. We're working on investments. We're working on like syndications. We're working on like insurance, like we're working on so many different things that they come in and we, there's so much information that we teach. It's, it's literally, it's literally like going to a much cooler university where like the information that you're getting is so relevant to your day-to-day life. Like that's, I don't even know where we, we started with this, but I don't even know what you asked, but it's just like, like, I just guess, I guess I got sidetracked onto what Simple Solar really does for an individual. It's just, I don't know, I'm passionate about it because I just, I really think that we have the best platform in the game. I just, I truly, truly believe that. I feel like there are a few like really, really, really good companies out there. Like I look at Vivint. I think Vivint is a phenomenal company. I think they do things very, very, very right. Um, I also look at Legacy. Like Legacy is a phenomenal company as well. Like what Doug Robinson has done and like his, his, all of his team and his leaders and his managers, like they've, they've done something amazing there. Now, what we try and do is we're like, okay, we look at what they do. Now, how do we do it better? How do we do it? How do we do it that we can, we can, 
replicate the culture, the environment, make it super cool, but make it better where our per rep average is higher, where these people have a direction on where they're going, what they're doing in their life, what their career path is, like what, what it looks like generationally. So, so we look at that and we're like, okay, how do we just do this better? And how do we make it cooler? And how do we get people paid more and faster and have them have a really, really good time while they're doing it? I know, dude. I, just, <laughs> I know, dude. I, it's, 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 it's ADD, like mixed with like desire and passion and energy. And yeah, it's just, and I just sometimes go off, dude. Bro, like, it, ADD, I love ADD, it. ADD is the greatest gift that's ever happened to me. Like, Bro, it is, it is literally a superpower. It's a superpower. It, it really is. And like, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm drug free. I don't, I don't, I've never taken medication for it. Um, like, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm, I'm fully sober. Like I don't drink, I don't smoke. I don't, I don't do anything. I, I don't even do caffeine, no nicotine, nothing. I'm like, I'm hundred percent straight edge. No caffeine. No, nah, not even got rid of Whoa. it. How? <laughs> so when I did, when I did 75 hard the first time, I know you're on oh, 75. Yeah. Hard. I did 75 hard the first time. Uh, I took caffeine out of my diet. Cause I was drinking, you know, three cups of coffee a day. And I was having so much more energy than when I was taking caffeine. And then I got off 75 hard after I finished it. And then I started drinking coffees again and I saw my energy go down and I was like, and I started researching, you know, what are the effects of like caffeine and, and caffeine actually makes you have less energy throughout the day. It's, it's, it's a, it's, it creates crashes in your body and they stick to you longer term than you expect. And it makes you more tired over time. And since I cut caffeine out, I have so much more energy during the day. I wake up earlier. I wake up, not tired. I don't wake up tired anymore. Like I'm waking, I, I wake up typically around like five 30 to six 30 AM without an alarm clock. And I just wake up and I have good energy. And like, I, like when I was drinking caffeine, I was tired all the time. It's, it's surprisingly. Yeah. So I'm like fully, you know, I guess like, in high school, I'd be called the nerd uh, <laughs> for being so straight edge. But like now, like the person who doesn't do anything is like really the cool guy. Um, so, yeah, man, I just. Uh, yeah, I guess I don't know where I'm going with it, but we're just going. Dude, dude, it's awesome, bro. Like, yeah, it's <laughs> that that's so wild because dude, caffeine is the only thing that keeps me sane right now. <laughs> yeah, I know you're on 75 hard, which is dude, you've had amazing, amazing progression. Seriously, dude, like, thanks, man game change like seeing you and seeing you go through that bro like i'm i'm so proud of you dude i'm impressed man it's it's fantastic dude thanks man i dude, can't wait to finish. <laughs> dude i i i don't know if i want to finish bro like it's it's literally the biggest yeah. game changer i think for me it's the intention and i think that's that's mm -hmm. one of the things that recently has been such a pivotal thing it's, it's such a pivotal part of everybody's life is the intention behind it. You were talking about it earlier. It's not the money aspect. It's the action that drives the results. You're more action focused than result focused. <laughs> um, but dude, yeah, that's what it's been for me. It's the intention of like, I went through a really shitty breakup, like right before New Year's and 75 hard has been like my saving grace to like, get my ass out of that very dark place that I put myself in. Mm -hmm. But again, I wouldn't have done it if it wasn't for the intention, mm -hmm. um, the intentions behind it. And what I've noticed since we met and since we've been connected is you're very intentional with what you do. You're very intentional with what you say. You don't tend to hold things back. 
to because you might hurt somebody's feelings. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's bit me in the ass a few times. <laughs> but, but it's who I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, and and that's and that's the thing is you you're, you're not you're not scared to step on toes to. I mean, and I imagine you guys appreciate the honesty and the and the transparency. And that just correlates to their guys. And it's just a domino effect into your entire organization. Mm. Dude, that's fucking wild, man. <laughs> Dude, I love doing these things with you. <laughs> Dude, they're fun, man. Just because, like, I'm, I'm fascinated by the psychology and I'm fascinated by, like, the small little tedious things. That's my ADHD. Like, I focus on, like, the weird stuff that no one ever picks up on. I'm like, okay, they did that. They did that. They did that which probably puts them right exactly where they're at. I mean, for me, it's just patterns and just an equation. Numbers never lie. Mm -hmm. And your actions and your numbers are now correlating with what's going on. So for people who are out there like, oh, like we got this, we got that. You can't, you can't fake it. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a, there, there are a lot of people faking it though. Yeah, there, there are a lot of people, but you can only fake it for so long. Like you guys have progressively I don't think I've seen that big of growth, honestly, and that big of results for new guys. And most of you guys are coming in from out of state. So oh, no, nobody in our company has more than two years of solar experience. Nobody in our company has more than two years. Like most of our, I mean, when we started it, like, you know, like I had a, I had a year of experience before I started it. And then like, I, I'm, I'm the most experienced person in my company and I have two years and I had to bring everybody else on and then everybody brought everyone else on. So everybody has two years or less experience. And that includes me, the founder. So the CEO of a company <laughs> generated, <laughs> oh man, who generated 28 and a half million dollars in the middle of a pandemic, one most improved company and has all their guys crushing it has less than two years experience in the industry that he's selling the most improved most improved company digital industry award i just they, they just came in the mail today so that's why yeah. they're sitting next to me they, they'll, they'll go to the office though most improved with less than two years and his top guys i forgot about frankie dude shout yeah. out to, <laughs> to dude, frankie, frankie dude frankie's killing it right now he's got 10 in the last 10 days dude yeah he's, he's going for 30 and 30 right yeah what a freaking 30 and 30 ass, and 28 oh yeah like every short month dude what a freaking hard ass man yeah it's committed how do you dude I'm, I'm just trying to dissect everything bro like i'm just fascinated by all this um one of the things that i know you are heavily heavily an advocate of is investing in yourself mm -hmm. um is there a time where you didn't invest in yourself and if there is like what flipped the switch and how i mean obviously there's been a huge return on it but what 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 pushed you over to like start investing heavily as much as you do um so the first time i've ever invested in myself i was i was uh a 16 as 10 years ago um i bought a john maxwell book and it was how successful people think and it just opened my mind on like how successful people thought. And so I just kind of started to like think of more like how successful people thought. And I, uh, when I was like 18, um, when I was 18 years old or 19, I was 19 years old at the time. Um, I was 19 years old at the time. I got robbed at gunpoint. Um, I was involved in some like 
dumb stuff. And um, I got robbed at gunpoint. I got like $15,000 stolen from me. Um, and it was like a really, really bad situation. And like, I went into like this deep state of depression for a few weeks. And um, I just started like, you know, I got scared. Like, how could I lose so much money? Like so quick, like it's, it's, it blew my mind. Um, I invested in, I invested in a property at the time. I still had cash. I invested in a property at the time. And like, while I was working on fixing that property, I found Grant Cardone and uh, Grant Cardone was huge. Like he was my first mentor and I still, you know, study Grant Cardone. Um, I'm, you know, going to his conference here in a few weeks. Um, well, next month, technically. And uh, I, I started studying Cardone and how he operated and, he basically said like, you know, you can't be afraid of spending money because money is just energy. And when you send money out, money will come back to you. It's all it is, is all it is energy. And how can you, he goes, how can you want to be a millionaire if you're afraid of spending a thousand dollars? The two, the energies don't match up. Like the energies don't match up. How can you want to be a million dollar a year earner when you're scared to spend a thousand dollars, $10,000, a hundred thousand dollars, you, you're, you're, you're saying, I want to become this but I'm not going to do the things that help me become that. Like he, he literally said, you know, you have to start acting like the person that you want to be. You like act like the person that you want to be mimic the actions of what that person does. You know, when it comes to making decisions, when you make that decision, think like, all right, like if your goals, like, cause my goal was, my goal is a millionaire for a long time. And, and now my goal is significantly higher than that. Uh, but my, my, you know, one of my goals, like to, well, I want to be a millionaire. I, and whenever I was faced with decisions that, you know, your decision decides your wealth, whenever I was faced with decisions, I would, you know, and I didn't know what to, what to do. Excuse me. Whenever I was faced with decisions and I didn't know what to do, I just thought to myself, what would a millionaire do? And I was nowhere near it. And I had to make a lot of scary decisions that a lot of times put me broke, but I literally said to myself, I was like, what would a millionaire do? Like, if it would a millionaire spend the money on this? And I would, like, if it was a yes, I'd be like, okay, then do it. Like, pull the trigger, pull the plug. All the information that I know and everything that I know and I have learned has been from other people. Like, everything that I've ever learned before has come from other people. I did not figure this out on my own. I did not just go through life and learn this stuff and just figure it out. And, and like, everything that I know has come from everybody else. But, how, like, some people aren't just going to give you that information for nothing. Some people want something back for it. And information is what's going to help you make more money. Even if you're talking about like training, right? Like, like let's look at Knockstar. Knockstar, when it, the first, the first session, I don't know how much it was like two or three grand or something like that. I, I learned so many freaking one-liners. All it was information. I learned information that helped me close like and actually have, have my best month ever in like 10 days. And it was strictly from the information that I learned. So you're supposed to pay for information because information helps you get ahead in life. It's, it's, it's not, it's not like it's, it's information that you can apply. So why would you be afraid of investing, you know, 50 grand in yourself, a hundred grand in yourself? I've invested over six figures and not over six figures. I've invested like mid six figures in myself on my personal development and coaching and training and consulting and all these different like gurus and like, and every single one I've learned something from, like even the, even the ones that are hundred bucks to the ones that are 20 bucks to the ones that are a hundred thousand bucks. Like I have learned information from 
all of them. And all of those things just add up and compound over time. Even if it's something so little, I'm able to take something from here and here and here. And your brain retains the majority of the information. Maybe it's subconscious or conscious, but your brain retains all of it and it can just add up and pile on top of each other. So if somebody can, if somebody can, if you have to spend 50,000 on yourself to be able to to be able to get yourself a return of greater than 50,000, then you should do it. Like it, 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 who cares about the money? The money's always going to come. You can always make more the, the people who, the people who are afraid, the people who are afraid of spending money and the people who are afraid of investing money in themselves is because they don't believe that they can go out and recreate it. The only people who are afraid of spending money are those who don't believe they can recreate it. Those are the only people who are afraid. I know that I can go and recreate it. I can lose everything that I have and I can go and recreate. It's because I have the confidence, right? Like, like you know, you know, I, I just I just know that I can go and get it. You know, if I can, if I if I lose fifty thousand dollars on something, it maybe is a bad thing, whatever. It's like, okay, cool. Like, what do I have to do to go make fifty thousand dollars? How many doors do I have to knock on? How many people do I have to talk to? How many people do I have to sign up? Like, like I just it's, I just do the math and I'm like, okay, like. Is it worth me like that, that $50,000 I'm spending right here? Is that worth me going and knocking on this many doors? And then I was like, okay, what can this $50,000 do for me? Can it make my life easier? Can it make me go by faster? Can it cut, can this $50,000 cut a year or two out of my learning curve so that I can go and produce even more in the future? And I take in all of these thoughts and at the end of the day, like, I'm not afraid of spending money because I just know I can go and make more. Like I can just go out and make it. And especially in our game in solar, like we get paid way too freaking much. Like we get paid way, way, way too much. It's, it's stupid. It's ridiculous. Like we should not be getting paid as much as we get paid. And so like, you know, I have the confidence where like, all right, cool. Like I can go and recreate it. I have the confidence to do it. I can't expect to make, you know, I can't expect to make tens of millions of dollars. if I'm not willing to spend a few, you know, sometimes you have to lose money. Like like because, and trying to find the right thing, but don't look at it as a loss. Look at it as like a learning experience. Um, always invest in yourself. Like always, always, always spend money on yourself. Don't be afraid to spend money. How can you, how can you be afraid to spend, you know, make a decision on a thousand dollar investment when you're sitting with homeowners and telling them to sign with you for 40 grand? Like they don't add up. It's hypocritical for you to not make a decision on the spot about something. And then you're asking your customers to make this, make a decision on the spot. It's so hypocritical. Like you don't deserve, they, if you, if you don't make decisions quickly, don't expect your customers to make decisions quickly. The way that you are, are the way that your customers are going to be with you. If you, if you have to think about everything, then they're going to have to think about everything. You're going to become reasonable about it. You need to become unreasonable in your actions and you need to be unreasonable in your clothes. Like people are who you are. People will act the way that you act. So if you act like, if you act like you can make a decision on the spot and you do make decisions on the spot and you act with that type of confidence, then you're going to portray that confidence to that person that you're trying to sign up to make that decision with you on the spot because you act in that same manner. You don't care anymore because you become unreasonable about it. And you should be unreasonable. When you're closing, you should be unreasonable about you closing. Holy shit, bro. You literally just talked about what Code and I talked about in our, in our mindset call this morning. And the biggest thing is the energy. Like, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm getting. It's your energy and your, your, the amount of energy that you put out. And it's so fascinating how you just said money is just energy. You send it out and more comes back. 
We got to believe in that. We we're just talking about this morning. Like everyone talks about affirmations, right? Everyone talks about, oh, I'm a millionaire and all this. You're not going to be a fucking millionaire if you don't start doing what, doing what millionaires do, which is investing in yourself. And I love the fact how you break everything down. If I lose $50,000, how many doors do I have to knock? Like, what will this $50,000 do? Now you start getting behind. It's, it's no longer of like why you're doing it. It's the type of person who you are. So I'll paint this, I'll paint this quick little example for you, like a little scenario of that. So we had one of our, I'm not going to mention them. Um, we had one of our guys on our team and he's a manager in our company and he was up in turf and they were blitzing an area and he, he was in a hotel and he's a top producer. He was in a hotel and he had like a bunch of new recruits and stuff. And he put, he put five people in a hotel and he, in a hotel room and he was in that hotel room with them. And he, he, this guy always talks about how he's going to be a million dollar earner, be a million dollar earner. And he was staying in the same hotel room with all of them. And he was having like a really, really shitty week, like an uncommon week of, the, of, his, of his performance. And he calls me, he's like, dude, like what the heck's happening? Well, I'm like, well, tell me about like your current circumstance. Like, what are you doing different? What's happening? And we analyze it. And when he told me that he's like sleeping in a room with five people, I'm like, all right, let me, let me ask you this. Like, if you were a millionaire, would you sleep in a room with five people? He's like, no. I was like, well, then why are you sleeping in a room with five different people? And he's like, he's like, oh, I don't have to save money. I'm like, I'm like, would a millionaire be worried about saving, you know, a hundred bucks a day? Or would a millionaire be trying to find a way that they can conserve their energy the most, avoid all of the distractions, do things on their own time, focus on the things that they need to focus on by getting their own room, sleeping when they want to, waking up when they want to, making their own decisions and having that, having that freedom to make the choice without having to worry about five other people. Like what would a millionaire do? And he's like, they'd get their own place. He went, he switched over. He got his own hotel room next week, crushed it. Like absolutely crushed it changed his changed his environment changed his thinking changes his performance he started acting like the person he's trying to become and not trying to resort to this individual who's trying to save money your goal is never to save money the, that's the wrong target saving money is the wrong target the target is increasing your income that's that's that's, that's the target you should never focus on the expenses focus on how do i increase my income that's the number one focus that you should be putting your attention on is, is don't worry about the expenses worry about the income. If you're focused on the tar- if you're focused on the expenses, like go be an accountant. Like don't be in sales if you're worried about the expenses. Like if you want to be an, if you want to be a boss, if you want to be like like a boss in your own life, focus on how do I make more money. Don't worry about the expense. Focus on the income. That was nasty, bro. Damn, I felt like you literally just came through that screen and slapped me in the face. I was like, oh. <laughs> Dude, I, and it's something that most people don't talk about. Everybody wants to be that guy, but they don't act like that guy that they want to be or that person that they want they, to they, be. They're, 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 they're scared for no reason. They know what, they know that it's the right thing to do. They, in, in, internally, they know it's the right thing for them to do it, but they choose not to do it because of fear of loss, fear of embarrassment, fear of, fear of not being able to make more of it. Uh, they're having thoughts. Maybe their parents told them when they were a really little kid and like, Oh no, we have to save money or we have to find the cheapest hotel room. We have to, we, we can't order a soda at the restaurant. We have to save the money. Like, like all these like little things, maybe it's not even your own internally. You may know it's the right thing to do, but a lot of times you're taking the thoughts of other people and, and you're taking them and you're bringing in, you're internalizing them. You're internalizing other people's thoughts 
when you shouldn't be. If you know it's the right thing to do, then do the right thing despite what anybody else has ever told you. Focus on your own intuition, on your own gut feeling, on what you think is right, and act on that. Don't act on the thoughts of others. Act on your own thoughts if you believe that it's the right thing to do. You got a fire extinguisher over there, dude? <laughs> oh, man. oh, dude, two things. Two things I want to touch on. And the first one is this. One of the things that I heard the other day is as soon as you're able to accept your worst case scenario, you have nothing to lose. Mm -hmm. And I love how you just painted that picture, right? Is you have nothing to lose. And that makes you literally unstoppable. If you if there if, if there's two fighters and one of them has nothing to lose but everything to gain, that's the more dangerous fighter. Like I like I'm if I ever gotten a like like if you ever see a person with like super fucked up, like torn up shoes, like don't try and fight that guy. That guy will F you up. That guy's got nothing to lose. Exactly. <laughs> and this is the thing, like this, this is the problem that I feel like a lot of people have, like, especially young people, young people are so scared to like fail. Like they're so scared to fail and lose it all. Like, dude, you're 21. Like you got nothing to lose. Like if you're 21 and you lose all your money, like, you're 21 years old. You're 22 years old. You're 25 years old. You're 30. You're 30. You're still 30 years old. You still got a ton of time to be able to go and get it. Like so many people are just afraid to, to bet on themselves. Like they, people just won't bet on themselves. Like they don't believe in themselves. Like you just have to believe in yourself. That's it. Like believe in yourself. You're young. You have nothing to lose. Now, if you have like if you have kids and if you have kids and you're married and you have a house and like a mortgage and like this, and then like, you know, if, if you're running in that type of circumstance in that situation, it's a different story. But if you're like, if you're under 30 years old, if you're under 35 years old and you're and all you have is yourself, like, dude, you can lose everything and you're going to be okay. Like you can literally lose it all and you'll be fine. People just automatically are trying to avoid the fear of losing it all but who cares if you lose it all you'll build it back like you'll always build it back every anyone who's been able to do something is able to do it again but usually they're able to do it faster because now they have the experiences from the first time doing it the first time i built a home it took me two and a half years the second time i built a home it took me three months and it's like you know it's like you learn from your mistakes and you get better and you improve and you go faster it's like that's just the circumstance just how it works and so many people are just so scared for no reason like literally they have no reason to be in fear and they just live in fear but like i think what book is it i think it's outwitting the devil outwitting the devil they napoleon hill he says some people choose to live by fear other people choose to live by faith and when you live by faith, like everything's going to work out, like should make your actions focused on faith, like live with live by believing in faith and not believing in fear. Man, I fucking love this. Um, so what going back to what you said is believing in yourself. You've mentioned that a few times in different social situations that, that we've been in. How, how do you cultivate that, man? Like, how do you go from like being where you were? when you lost all that money to progressing in yourself to now like ex realizing that it comes down to you. Like, dude, what are some super simple things that people can start that people need to start doing right now to start believing and betting on themselves? Just win. Like when, when you make commitments, stick to them. 
like just like that's that's the number one thing the number one thing that builds confidence is like making a commitment and sticking to it if you say that you're gonna if you say that you're gonna go to the gym five times a week go five times a week don't go four times like you, you you're gonna you're gonna ruin your confidence and then you're gonna eventually spiral into this point where you don't go to the gym once a week it's you have to you have to have wins you need to if you make a commitment stick to it it's, 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 it's integrity, right? Like integrity is like sticking to something that you said that you're going to do when the feeling that you had, when you made that commitment disappears. A lot of times, like you go into, you go into a sales room or whatever, like in our industry, right? Like you go into a sales room, they do a sales meeting, the manager comes, they, they get hype everyone up. Everyone has so excited. What are your goals? And everyone's like 10, five, 20. And everyone shouts out all these goals. And then it's two days, it's two days later, the, the motivation wore off. They're, they're in, they're in bed. It's seven o'clock in the morning and they're the, all the energy has, has wiped away. And they're like, eh, you know, maybe I shouldn't hit 10. Like I really need that sleep. Like, like that's like the totally like worst thing that you can possibly do to yourself. When you make a commitment, stick to it despite what happens despite what pain you have to go through despite anything like just commit to something and get it done no matter what quit telling yourself this bullshit story on why you can't do it just do it like do the damn work like just do the damn work treat yourself the biggest problem like our people uh, in our industry like we're independent contractors most like the majority of us like if you're not an independent contractor you should be you should quit your salary get rid of your salary that's just a bullshit like whatever get it go go 1099 and then treat yourself like an employee like treat yourself like you're an employee of your own business because at the end of the day if you're 1099 you are your own business and then think to yourself like would you fire yourself like would you would if you were a business owner and you were hiring another employee if you were the employee of that business would you hire yourself or would you fire yourself like would you like are you showing up late to work? What if, what if, what if you, what if you're, what if you're, what if you make commitment to yourself? I'm going to be at the doors at 10 AM every single, every single day, Monday through Saturday, I'm going to be at the doors 10 AM, no matter what. And then you show up to the doors at 10 20, one day is 11 o'clock. The other day you don't show up the other day. Oh, I had back end work to do another day. You show up at 10 15 and one of the days you show up at 10, 10 AM. Like what would, if you, if you worked at, if you worked at Apple or Walmart or Target or, yeah, Amazon or whatever. What would your manager do if that was your if that's what you did for that week? I get fired. You get fired. Why the hell should you treat yourself and your business any differently? Why? People say, "Oh, we want the flexibility of 1099." I like the flexibility. Like, if you like the flexibility, like you're not gonna you're not gonna be the best. If you like that, if you like that flexibility, like you need to have. You need to be able to have the freedom that you have, but also the discipline to not take advantage of the freedom. Like you have the, have the freedom in being an independent contractor and working for yourself, be, be disciplined and be hard on yourself and follow strict guidelines because those two things are going to allow you to become successful. When you, the biggest problem is people have too much freedom or too much discipline. You need to have a combination of both. You need to have the freedom 
and be disciplined. And that's how you're going to find success. So like the biggest things to build, to, to build confidence, stick to your commitments, be ethical. Like don't, don't cheat people. Don't lie to people. When you say, so when you say you're going to do something, do it. If you, if you know, if you tell a homeowner, Hey, I'm going to be at your place at five o'clock. Don't, don't show up at five Oh five, show up early. Like, Oh, something happened. Like be prepared for that. Understand, prepare ahead of time. You know, if you say, I'm going to do this, I'm, you say, I'm going to get five deals this week. Get five deals that week. Wake up early. Stay in turf late. Like, make sure you do it. Ask for referrals. At, you know, ask your managers for help. Hey, I'm not. Hey, I'm. I'm. I'm not going to hit my goals. Like, can you help me hit my goals? Like, yeah, your manager should be able to help you. If your manager is not willing to help you, you need to find a new company. You need to find a company where the manager's like, yeah, absolutely, I'll help you hit your goals. You should be reaching for help. You should be asking for help. Um, study. Like, read books. Reading books gives you confidence. Finding mentors and coaches and trainers and consulting, that gives you confidence because with the books, you're obtaining new information. When you have that information, you become more confident because you're a smarter person, you're wiser, you have more information that you can share. You can have these types of conversations with different people. When you have a coach, you have somebody that's supporting you. Coaches are supposed to be there for when you fail. They're not supposed to be there so you don't fail. They're supposed to be there so that you fail and then they pick you back up. That's the same thing as at the gym. When, you, when you're doing bench press and you have a spotter, the reason why you have a spotter is not so that, so that they can prevent you from failing. The reason you have a spotter is so that you can fail and then they help you up. That's the whole purpose of a spotter. So people need to have spotters in their life that whole, and, and the other term for it is accountability partner. Like, but, and people look at accountability and they're like, oh, you know, I suck at being accountable. Like, okay, do you work out? If you work out, like, do you have a spotter when you're at the gym? Like, okay, think of them as your spotter. Like you're allowed to fail. It's okay to fail. But when you fail, fail forward, get up and continue, continue learning. Believe in yourself. Believe that you're, you're going to be okay. At the end of the day, worst case scenario, like you're, you lose all your money. Cool. You're between the ages of 20 and 35, you, you just go make more. Like, What's, what's going to happen? Everybody creates these anxieties in themselves and, and everybody, including myself, when, when we're younger, like, think about this, think about this, Rick, every situation that you have ever encountered in your entire life, everything that you've encountered in your entire life that you thought that you couldn't make it through every single thing, whether it was a, te- whether it was a test at school that you thought you were going to fail, whether it was a class, whether it was a breakup, whether it was, you lost money, you, somebody scammed you, you got ripped off, you made a bad deal, like whatever it is, every worst possible situation that has ever happened to you. And you thought it was like going to be the end of the world and you're fucked and like all the, every bad situation you've ever been in your entire life, you have made it through everything everything that you thought that you weren't going to make it through if you're still alive and you're here today it means that you made it through it so why are you afraid you have a great track record how old are you rick i am 28 you're you're 28 years old dude for the last 28 years you've made it through shit (laughs) i don't like that's 28 years of success dude that's a 28 year track record of you making it through everything that you thought that you weren't going to make it through you're like bet on yourself, dude. Like you're winning. You're going to keep winning. The only reason why you fail is if you don't try. It's the only way, the only way you fail is if you don't try or if you give up, like, but if you keep going, you're always going to make it through no matter what. Yeah, dude. I love this. I'm so hyped right now. I don't even know where to, where the, where the hell to go with this, dude. Like, (laughs) Very, very few people leave me speechless. Mo's now on that list. <laughs> Let's go.
Oh, baby. <laughs> oh, man, dude. So what, what, what's next, man? Like, you're, you're at where you're at. I feel like we understand your thought process of what got you to where you're at. What's next, bro? So we're opening up Florida. We're, we're, we were California strictly. We're opening up Florida in the next few weeks. Um, aside from aside from aside from that, right? Like Florida's going to be huge. With Anthony's going with his team, we've got about like twenty some recruits. Like as soon as I posted that we we're going to Florida, I had so many people hit me up. So we got like twenty some people starting, and we're continuously, actively um, recruiting for Florida um, and taking on interviews. We're taking on interviews for Florida. I'm excited about that. Like I love the state of Florida. I moved to Cali from Miami. Um, so, so I'm excited that like, I get to go back there and I'm obviously, you know, I'm still going to be here, but I'm going to be in Florida for three weeks, helping set up the infrastructure and building out the office over there and all that stuff. So expanding to Florida is going to be a big thing for us. Um, we have a, we have, we have a pretty scary target. Um, and it's a target that like actually scares me. Uh, and, and like, I feel stupid when I say this because like, you know, it's so, it's, it's such a hard thing to achieve. Um because it's a whole different type of like learning curve to be able to do. And it's a, it's a much smaller growth trend than what we did from 2019 or 2020 to 2021. It's a much smaller growth trend in a percentage of growth basis, but uh, it's, it's, it's just going to come with a whole new set of problems. So we did 28 and a half million. Our goal is to do a quarter billion in sales. Um, yeah, it would be it would be seventy five hundred accounts is what the math comes out to. Seventy five hundred accounts in California, in Florida, it'd be different because the systems are bigger and uh, uh, overall system costs are uh, a little bit higher because of that. So, um, seventy five hundred accounts if we account for California, um, we're still like learning the Florida market, but we're anticipating around a. Uh, 10 kilowatt system average selling for 42.5 rather than 33,000 over here. So um, could be less than 7,500 accounts, but the, the goal is quarter billion dollars. Originally the goal was a hundred million, but we made that goal in July of 2020. So like we thought a hundred million was going to be tough. Like a hundred million doesn't scare me anymore. We can stay at the same pace that we're doing right now. And we'll hit a hundred million. Like in, if we stayed the same exact pace, we didn't do any growth. We didn't recruit. Everyone sells the same exact way that they sell. And we need to make any changes whatsoever. We'll do like 130 million um, in, in uh, we'll do 130 million in 2021 if we just stay the same exact way. But so like a hundred million does, it didn't scare me. And I like to have goals that actually scare me and challenge me. Otherwise, like, I don't, I don't find the joy and desire to win them and to, to push into them. So on a, on a company basis, the goal is to do 7,500 accounts or $250 million, quarter billion in total sales. Um, we will, we anticipate that we'll have uh, at least 250 people in the organization at that point. Um, by the end of the year, hopefully 300, 360 people is like really the push goal to have 360 people that work with simple solar by the end of 2021 um, that's going to you know require a whole lot of effort to be able to make that happen and then uh, uh, in 2020 what I found is I wasn't giving myself really any personal time whatsoever like I did nothing for me I, I did everything was all my energy and everything was focused on strictly the company and the business and I didn't really give myself any me time and um, I, I, I felt that like in 2021, I really, really felt like I wasn't giving myself that. So um, I, uh, 
I, my on personal on personal goals. Um, I want to get in more invested into real estate. I'm I'm got approved for I'm got approved for a fourplex. Um, so I'm looking to get my first fourplex. Uh, I've owned different real estate before, but never rental income producing property. So getting my own fourplex personally, um, I, I want to be able to open up like a platform for people within Simple Solar to invest their money so that they can continuously get residuals, whether it's syndications or we go in an apartment complexes together. I want to be able to do that for the individuals that are within the company. Um, I, I started, I picked up snowboarding, which I'm like loving right now. Uh, seriously, like I, I got like toe side, like I went yesterday, I freaking hit my head pretty bad. I got whiplash right now, but, um, uh, I got toe side down, which is cool. So like, I was always like, I was used to ride down the mountain in my heels. Like now I'm like going, I can go back and forth now. So that's pretty cool. Um, I want to get good at golf. Like I've, I've never been good at golf. So like I'm making a commitment to get good at golf this year. Um, really just give myself like more time for me, uh, I don't know. We'll see. Like, you know, for a simple solar is concerned, right? Like it's quarter billion dollars is the target. Um, and, and whatever it takes to be able to get that, that's, that's what I'm going for. Um, we're, we're going to push our whole entire team understands that that's the goal. That's the mission. They know what they have to do. And we're just gonna, you know, we're just gonna go for it, man. We're just going to put all attention and all intention towards making it happen. And um, hopefully we hit it. You know, if, 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 if we fail at, you know, $247 million, I'd be happier at failing at $247 million than winning at 130 So, you know. Dude, one of the things that I just picked up on is you're a very confident person in who you are. But what I noticed is the humility that came out when you were stating your goal. Like, again, you said it scared the shit out of you. Mm-hmm. And, dude, that immediately... Um, resonated or it reminded me of like McGregor, right? McGregor is one of the most confident people on the planet, but his thought process and his training, the humility comes out in his training. Mm-hmm. And you're so attention to detail. Seven, 70, no, 7,500 sales or a quarter billion in revenue breaks down into this is how many people you need. This is, you know, how many sales you would need and all these different things. Like you break everything down to the ridiculous, mm-hmm. which is from McCarthy. That's what it comes down to is breaking it down. So, you know, every aspect that way, if something comes up, you're prepared for it. Mm -hmm. Just guys, if you guys are listening to this, the level of preparation that goes into being the person you want to be, it's absolutely there. You have to visualize the type of person you probably visualize what it would feel like after you hit that Mm -hmm. visualize what it took to get there. You visualize that feeling. Now you're connected to that feeling. And then you just reverse engine, reverse engineered it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it goes, I mean, like, like I said, early on, like, you know, if a sales rep just does like, if every sales rep does like one additional account, which could be huge for a lot of people, if everybody does an additional account in a month, like for everyone we have that add 60 accounts to our company. But if every single person in our company recruits one person and each of those people do what our average in the company do that's an additional 300 accounts per year like i'd rather have them focus on each if each person recruits one person not a year sorry 300 per month like our our per rep average our per rep average like on on sales like we're looking like seven to eight sales per rep um seven to eight sales per rep that are actually like we we, we do setter closer model but setters transition into closers like people don't stick at setters they, they start at setters and 
as that's where they learn and they grow and they sit in appointments and they shadow and all this stuff and they transition into becoming their own closers. Um, but on terms, in terms of closers, we're sitting at about close to eight sales per rep average um, for closers. And if everybody in the company, you know, recruits one individual, we're adding an extra 300 per month. Now we have 120 people in the company, 120 people all recruit one person. We're at 240 people in, in, in 240 people in the organization. 240 people in the organization, they do each do five per month. That's 1,200 accounts. If we do that for, uh, you know, six months, we hit our goal. Like it's, it's all in the numbers. Now it's just like, that's like, you know, that's easy. That's millionaire math, right? That's like, that's the math that we, that's the math that we think is really like what it takes. The reality is, is that you're going to have teams that get, you know, removed from the company. You're going to have people who quit. You're going to have people who don't make it. You're going to have people who, you know, leave and possibly go to other companies. And we have, we're really, we're really good in terms of that with retention with our company. Like we don't really see people um, actively choosing to leave and go to other companies. So, you know, a lot of companies like do approach our guys with like lower red lines and lower pricing and stuff like that. And um, I really appreciate and am grateful for the loyalty that our team has to stick with us despite other people offering them potentially more money. But I think the thing that causes that loyalty is, um, you know, we're consistently striving to help them be in the best situation possible. We're consistently there to help them and train them. We invest a lot of money into our people. Um, and, uh, we, we, they know that when they're working with us, like when they submit a deal and they submit their project, that they're going to get paid and that their, their project is going to go in. And when it goes in, they're going to get paid on time. They're going to get paid the right amount. They're not going to have delays and commissions. And, and it's the confidence because there's so many companies out there that, you know, pitch you these lower pricing and stuff like that. And there are installers all the time that are coming to me and offering me lower pricing and stuff like that. And like, but we've been committed with our installer for uh, the last year. We've been exclusive with them for the last year despite companies coming in with lower pricing and lower red lines for me. Uh, and it, the, the reality is, is like, it boils down to two things, is trust and longevity. Like you have to trust the people that you're working with and you have to be able to do work with them for a long time to be able to know that like they, it's, it's not a it's not just a relationship. It's really a partnership. And we have a partnership with our installer and we have a partnership with everyone who, everyone who sells through Simple Solar. Simple Solar is, is simply the platform that, puts you in the environment where you can produce at the highest levels and people don't work for simple solar, simple solar works for the sales reps. We, I work for every single sales rep that's in our organization. They don't work for me. I work for everybody. John, my COO, he works for everybody. Josh, my VP, he works for everybody. Andy, my sales leader, he works for everybody. The manager, they work for their sales reps. Like it's, 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 it's backward. It's not, they work for me It's I work for everybody. I freaking love that, bro. And guys, it just comes down to, and again, this is another, this is another thing. And you guys have done it really well is water your, water the grass where you're at. There's always going to be deals. There's always going to be offers somewhere else, but dude, you're a living example of the grass is green where you water it and you water the hell out of it. You fertilize the hell out of it. You got a good freaking gardener that comes through like a really good landscaper, right? Your, your grass is green because you invest in it and your guys are happy where they're at. Mm -hmm. I freaking love that, bro. Absolutely freaking love that. Dude, I'm, I'm excited, bro. I'm again, I've had you on, I'm having you on right now and I'm going to keep having you on, bro. Just cause we vibe really well. <laughs> <laughs>
dude we vibe really well dude i i love what you're about you're one of the few people in in the industry who dude i told you man i look up to you i appreciate that man i look up to you dude what you do is what you do is like so much more impactful than what i do because you you impact how many how many people watch your podcast uh probably like 500 to like 700 an episode dude like you you're you're 10x the influence of what i do like literally in terms of influence you're 10x what i do like i've got i've got 60 people i influence you've got 600 people that you influence like you everybody by, by you you're the work that you're doing by you bringing me on and other people on that come and deliver value like your impact to others is significantly like like it's significantly high i look up to you dude like straight up anybody who has a podcast like i look i respect them that's tough work like that's really 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 hard to do i don't think i could have the patience to to do what you do so like i admire what you do i think it's i think it's freaking i think it's freaking fantastic dude like like i inspire 60 people to go out and perform and you inspire 600 people to help them increase what they do. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's two different, it's two different levels, but at the end of the day, we're both like the reason I think me and you both mesh so well is because on a consistent basis, you're helping people focus on personal development. And that's because that's what your podcast is. Podcasts are designed for personal development. And in my company, in my organization, I don't have a podcast, but I'm there instilling personal development. So I think that's why we vibe so well is because we both do very similar work. You're just doing it at a much larger scale than I am. Dude. Thanks, man. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have me blushing over here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man, dude. Dude. I'm, I'm excited, bro. Like, I, I don't know how else to put it, but I'm excited to see what you guys do. Um, dude. I'm excited for everything you do, bro. Like again, huge fan. You, you're pro, dude. You guys probably have some of the best guys, right? I'm super chill with all of them. They're all super dope. I love Donnie Bucks and his freaking GTR. <laughs> Nineteen year old savage. Nineteen year old savage, dude. Just he, went to, he, went, he went. He went. To, he went to that dealership. He bought that car. One guy was the guy. Literally, he's like, people were like, "Oh, look at this." People were like, "So, so this guy, he joined our team." Like, so Donnie walks in, and they're like. He goes into this dealership, goes into a Nissan dealership to buy this GTR. So like $120,000 car straight off the lot, brand new. And all the, like these guys are like talking to this one guy. This one guy's on our team. His name is Brandon. And Brandon worked at Nissan. And um, he says, he's like, oh, they were telling, they were like, oh, look at this kid. He's like 19 years old. He's talking about, he's going to go buy this GTR. Like, oh, what a joke and stuff. And Brandon was, Brandon was like, if this 19 year old's coming in here talking about buying a GTR, I'm going to go talk to this 19 year old. So he goes and talks to this. He goes and talks to Donnie. Ends up quitting his job at Nissan. Now he comes and sells solar with us, and he's like crushing it because he like just he saw it and he saw the opportunity and he took action. And like action is one of the core, so another one of the core values in our company is action. It's about taking action. People who take action first rather than wait make five times more than people who wait than the next person. And so like you know, when you have something that comes to your mind, just take action and go for it. And like Brandon, like exemplified that he saw an opportunity and he didn't like look at it and laugh about this kid who's trying to go buy his car. The kid ended up walking, walking off the lot with the car, like literally just came in, like he didn't cash out on it, but um, he just be bought out, you know, $120,000 car. 
and like he now helped somebody else get a job and now he's making a ton more money than he, he was making before and he's like loved the team he just won a competition this kid brandon he won a competition he's going to miami to 10x conference like he's just he's killing it right now so um yeah, dude, it's uh Donnie Bucks is Donnie Bucks is a wild like he's a he's a wild card that kid. He's you never know what you're gonna get with him. Oh man, <laughs> dude, that's like a real life Wolf of Wall Street freaking yeah. scene, dude, from the diner. <laughs> yeah, straight up, those happen a lot in our company. <laughs> absolutely freaking wild, and again, it just attracts. We're going back to not recruiting. You're mm-hmm. just attracting people to your culture, to your environment. Oh, dude, I freaking love this, man. Mm. Absolutely freaking love this, man. Dude, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. Um, I know you got Mexico coming up. You're going on vacation, so I don't want to take too much of your time. You, know, you, you have to rest, and I still have to hit the gym for my second workout. Um, but, dude, if you were to leave another piece of advice, another little nugget, what would it be? Uh, it's, it's, so I said, I mentioned it earlier before, um, I could, I could say two things. I I talked, I was on Taylor Armstrong's, uh, I was on Taylor Armstrong's, uh, podcast, the solopreneur the other day. And I, I said the same exact, I said the same exact thing. Um, and it's, it's, it's something that a lot of people struggle with is the, a lot of people get really emotionally attached to the results that come with doing sales and doing door-to-door sales. And when things don't go their way, whether somebody no-shows you or somebody cancels a deal or cancels an appointment or whatever it is, they get really emotionally tied to the result rather than focusing on the process. Now, the true secret to success when it comes to sales and you know prospecting and marketing and all of that uh, the true secret to success is sales. And I'm going to give you two, I'm going to give you two, two different pieces. I'm, you know, I'm going to give you three. I'm going to make it, I'm going to make a trifecta right here. So, so the reason why is because if I don't give you this trifecta, then I'm not going to, I'm, I'm not going to go and learn new information for the next time you have me on the podcast. So I'm not going to cheat. I'm going to force myself to grow. Uh, so the first one, the secret to success in sales, um, boils down to being emotionally detached from the results yet committed to the process emotionally detached to the results being committed to the process. The second thing is uh, your job, you have two different, you have two different things that to make you successful in this. The first thing that you have to do is you have to master your craft. Once you master your craft, like that's, that's number one step, master your craft, know everything, know everything, know how to stand with the door, know how to communicate with the person, know how to handle their concerns, their objections, know how to roll over, know how to break preoccupation, know how to close, have 15 different ways to close a deal, like mastering your craft. Once you master your craft, the second thing that you do is work. After you master your craft, the amount that you work is the only determinant of how much money you make. That's it. Once you master your craft, the only determinant on how much money you make and how well you do and how much you succeed is how much you work. That's it. So it's really two steps. And um, the third thing, the third thing that I'll leave you off with, oh man, I forgot what it was, but it was fire. <laughs> uh what was the third thing um uh yeah i don't know if i maybe maybe i'll have to save it for next time probably dude what a tease <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 I forgot it it came into my head it came into my head because there are three things i usually like talk about all the time and i talk to my sales team about um and it just like skipped my mind uh 
I don't know. I guess I just gotta like practice drill, rehearse some more, and like You're figure good. it out. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, I really wish I knew what it was because it, it it was gas. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe we'll just cut this part out and. Dude, that's fine, bro. Yeah. <laughs> keep 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 it raw, man. I yeah. I don't I don't I don't edit much stuff out just because. Again, this is. Yeah. This, this is the cost. Yeah. Dude, this this is the conversation. Like, I'm not gonna sugarcoat anything. Um, conversation is raw. Mm -hmm. So with that, guys, again, focus on the actions. Um, just for, forget about the emotions. Just take out the emotions. Focus on what you can control and take action on that. Mm -hmm. And you're just going to be in a way, way better spot. Um, and I can attest to that in the small time that I've been detaching myself from the emotion from the emotional shit that's been going on in my, in my life is it makes a change and it's just little wins. That's what 75 part is. It's just creating a winning habit. Mm -hmm. That's it. The, the, the workouts, the food, the diet, the no alcohol. Dude, I imagine no alcohol was super easy for you, bro. <laughs> yeah. like, what, like what happened with alcohol was like, I just got to a point where I found out that it literally serves me absolutely no value. When I realized that there is, I, I got, I gained no benefit from it. There was no way that it positively impacted my life. I was like, why am I doing this again? Why am I still doing this? Like people still give me, where is that? People still give me gifts of alcohol. I got a freaking champagne bottle right there. It's like a champagne bottle has just been sitting there. I'm like, guys, like I don't drink. Like, why are you guys sending me champagne bottles? It's like, <laughs> Um, yeah, it was just a decision. It was merely, it was simply making a decision. Once I was like, okay, this serves me literally there's, I, I was just trying to think, I'm like, what is the value that it provides for me? Like what positive, what positive impact does it make to my life? And when I found out there was no positive impact to me to my life. I was like, okay, cool. So I just realized that there's no purpose of me doing it. So I just cut it out. Same thing with weed, um, nicotine too. Like I had, I had trouble with nicotine. Um, everybody's puffing the puff bars and the vapes and stuff like that. And like, I would do it too. Like the puff bars and stuff, it got me hooked on nicotine. And then I was like, am i doing like it serves me no value at all it gives me headaches it makes me makes it hard for me to breathe like um staying up late too like staying up late is the worst like i go to sleep like between 9 30 and 10 30 p.m every single night like nothing good happens after 10 p.m like, like nothing good happens after 10 p.m like go to bed wake up early good stuff happens in the morning good stuff happens before the sun rises that's when like like 5 30 a.m 6 30 a.m like that's when good stuff happens that's when that's when you can like take advantage of your day and prep yourself and like you just had a fantastic morning by the time it's like 7 8 a.m everybody else is already awake and you're like strives ahead of what they've already accomplished like you and you don't have to worry about like you know this coming up this coming up like you make your commitments on like sticking to your goals on reading your pages on exercising doing it at 5 30 in the morning 6 30 in the morning like like it's just that's just time like, like wake up and just get your stuff done and then you're gonna have a fantastic day because you're already so so far ahead you're in momentum and when you're in momentum like nothing can stop you bro yes yes exactly that's what it's been because i've been doing all my stuff like my workout my first workout at the gym is done by seven o'clock at the latest mm -hmm. at 10 o'clock i'm out on my outdoor workout between gym and um between gym and the second workout, I'm, I'm reading my books, right? I don't eat until 12 o'clock. So it's, I don't have to worry about cheating on my diet. I have all my food ready to go. Like I don't have anything in my fridge that I could possibly cheat, have a cheat meal with. I don't go out to eat, right? 
so it, it's, it just goes back to what you what you did is you saw the factors, the external factors that could positively or negatively impact your life. You saw that it had no positive, so you cut it out. Yeah, there's no benefit. There is no benefit, guys. And this, guys, this take take it from me, right? 20, 28 years old. I've done some good shit in my life. I've done some bad shit in my life. I've been more more sad than happy with myself. More let let's just put it more more disappointed with myself than happy with myself. The times that I've been happiest is when I realize what I'm doing and I'm very intentional and I take control of everything and I accept responsibility mm-hmm. for for what I do. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what it comes down to, bro. Like that's what it comes down to being successful. You're, I mean, your success as growth, as a person, as a company, it just comes down to. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you this, right? Like you will never regret doing hard shit. Like you will never, ever regret doing something that was challenging. You mm-hmm. like you will, I've never heard of somebody who got done like blasting the workout. And then they were like, man, I wish I didn't work out. Like, yeah. Never, but you will regret skipping the gym. Never will you regret eating a healthy meal and look back and be like, man, I wish I didn't eat that healthy meal. I mean, some people go, man, I wish I had a burger, but like, okay, let's not use food for example. But, um, you know, if you eat like a crap ton of McDonald's and fries and stuff like that, like you'll feel like crap afterwards versus eating something like healthy, like, you know, rice, chicken, beans, something like that, um, that you won't feel bad. Like you'll never regret reading 10 pages. Like you'll not regret that you'll never regret not drinking alcohol. Like you'll never regret not smoking weed. You'll never regret like going to sleep early and waking up early, but you will regret, you will like, never have I ever regret like waking up in the morning and be like, man, I wish I drank last night. Never have that has that thought ever come through my head. Like never has that thought, but you know what's come through my head a lot of times? fuck, I drank too much. Oh, I feel like shit. I wish I didn't drink that much. Like, that thought has come through my head a lot of times. Oh man, I wish I didn't stay up that late. I was like, now it's like, now I'm like trying to catch up and stuff like that. And like, I'm human. I have mistakes. These things happen. But like, I've just become, like you said, very, very intentional about just focusing on the right thing. Things will either, things in your life will either help you or they will hurt you. Nothing in between. It's either going to make you better or it's going to make you worse. So make the decision on what you want to do. Do you want to make your decision so you can be better? Or do you want to make that decision that's going to make you worse? It's binary. It's, there's no in-between. Um, and here's just a little quick little like 75 hard hack. My goal was to complete everything on 75 hard by noon. That was my goal. Like every single time, my gallon, my two workouts, my reading, my progress pick. Um, and then like I can just, no she knows it's easy for me because it was just like, it was an easy diet. Um, but like, yeah, try, try to accomplish everything by like noon get your two workouts in before like 9am. It's like, that's a game changer. And your gallon done by like noon, like fire. If you can. Yeah. If you can, if you can, but that just comes down to planning it. Yeah. And just being intentional about what you're doing. Oh dude, I fucking love this. Cause you're just compounding those wins early. By the time you hit the doors, you've already won so many tasks oh, and, and the you- confidence going into the rest of the day, into the crucial hours of the day. Mm-hmm guys that maybe with that week we can end it <laughs> well mo thank you so much for being on brother really i i enjoy all of our conversation i look forward to dude whatever it is we do in the future bro like yeah. likewise i appreciate your friendship Hell and yeah, your man. support
course, brother. Whatever I can do for, for you guys, just I'm here for you guys. Uh, but yeah, I guess we'll end it there. I thought he was cool, but you want me to die, homie, homie. Many men, many, 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 many men wish death on me, Lord. I don't cry no more. Don't look to the sky no more. Have mercy on me, have mercy on my soul. Somewhere my heart turned cold. Have mercy on many men, many, 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 many men.